I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and in this episode, we will be exploring haunted objects. As we approach Christmas, many of our loved ones will be giving and receiving presents, but what if some of these objects had something else attached to them? Some of the most famous Haunted objects come in the form of dolls, some examples being Robert, Annabelle and Okiku, a doll whose hair seems to continuously grow. According to Linda Rodriguez-McRobbie, the concept of malevolent dolls gained attention in the 20th century when film and entertainment technology was able to realistically portray safely inanimate dolls as dangerously animate. McRobbie cites examples such as the 1936 film The Devil Doll by Todd Browning, the Living Doll episode of the TV series Twilight Zone, the Clown Doll from the film Poltergeist and the Chucky Doll featured in the Child's Play film franchise. The popularity of films and entertainment around haunted dolls has resulted in the sale of dolls claimed to be haunted on eBay Amazon, Etsy, and many other sites. According to Catherine Carlson of The New Yorker, sales listings are often accompanied by claims of paranormal phenomena associated with the doll. Now, I've always been very sceptical when it comes to haunted objects, but in my time, I've come across a few that I really cannot explain. I suppose the most famous has to be the doll that Carl was given by a lady who told him it had brought nothing but bad luck and mayhem to her and her family. So, as my husband Carl does, he gladly took the frightening-looking doll off her hands and placed her in a wooden box and, without telling me, put her in the cellar. We were going off to film and investigate an old farmhouse that many people had reported as haunted. Families over the years had left after misery and, yes, murder. No one had been able to live in the farmhouse for many years and so in Carl's wisdom, he thought it would be a marvellous idea to take the doll with us on the investigation. Can you hear my voice? (laughs) I wasn't pleased. Getting the doll from the wooden box in the cellar you'd think would be an easy task, but you'd be wrong. So on the morning that we were due to go and do the investigation, um, 
Carl went down into the cellar to get the box, only to discover, and I heard him calling, Mary was uh, in the house at the time, uh, Yvette, Mary, come and look at this. I wish he'd never, ever asked me. Uh, went to the uh, bottom of the steps of the cellar and there, standing outside of the box, standing up, was the doll facing the door of the cellar. Me and Mary both screamed. Carl had, hadn't actually gone into the cellar because he'd gone white. And he really was scared because... And, and we all were going, are you messing with me? That was... Mary, have you played a trick? Carl, come on. And I know Carl, he would never do anything to scare us. Not not like that. He wouldn't play a joke like that. Just just not right. Um so we all, the, the three of us, were really gobsmacked at what had happened. Anyway, Carl very bravely went down into the cellar, picked the doll up, put it back into the uh, the box, and then uh, we packed the car up, um, put the uh, the box into the back of the car. Just as a just as a laugh, Carl went as we're driving down the drive. Should we just see if the if the doll's in the box? And I said, oh, don't be silly. We've put it in the box. It's in the back of the boots. That would just be really weird. So he's sort of like, wait, now I'm going to have a look. And he starts chuckling to himself, gets out of the car. Now, me and Mary saw Carl put put the doll in the box and shut the the, the boot of the car. He goes round, opens the back of the, the car, opens the box. The doll's not there. At which point we are screaming now. We then go back into the uh, into the house back into the cellar and there she is standing there in the middle of the room facing the cellar door again I was so freaked out by this I cannot tell you it was it, it took an awful lot for Carl to get me and Mary back into the car and I just kept saying to him this this doll is not coming home with us now what the hell had, had caused that I do not know previous to all of this by the way uh, and for those of you who remember this there is footage of our dog Watson going berserk at this doll it was uh, we, we we took it out of the box and put it into uh, onto the kitchen floor and Watson would not go anywhere near it his hackles were up he was actually pushing himself into the corner of the room and continuously barking at that dog now normally when he sees something like that a, 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 a child's toy or a teddy bear he wants to play with it he's happy he's like all excited but this doll had the opposite effect there was something attached to that doll I don't know what it was but it was awful we then got to the location. I was too terrified to even look. I mean, we were joking on the way there, uh, on the motorway. Carl and I were saying, can you imagine looking in your mirror and just seeing the doll sat in the back seat next to Mary? We, we laughed, but we were nervous. Anyway, we get there, open the boot, thinking, you know, is it going to be there? And it was. We took the doll out. Um in this particular farmhouse, as I mentioned at the beginning of this story, there's been so many uh, negative things that had happened over the years. Uh, and there had been a murder there. I think as recently as in, in the 1970s, a young child was, was murdered there. A gentleman also predating the 1970s um, was in the attic room and killed himself. He threw himself out the top window. He hanged himself, actually. So when you're in the attic, you do get this sense of, of this energy in there. So uh, Carl and I thought, OK, well, if we're going to put the doll anywhere, let's let's put the doll 
on the floor and let's put it up against a, a beam, a wooden beam. And we put locked off cameras on there thinking, well, if it's moved in our house, it might move here, especially with all this, this negative energy. And it was Stuart that, first of all, said, I can smell, I can smell burning, I can smell burning. And then the next thing we knew, the doll had spontaneously combusted into flames. Now, there is footage of it. It's on YouTube. You can go and see it. It, It's just unbelievable. It, it, It defies logic in my mind. I don't understand it. I don't have any reasoning for it. Uh, I know some of you will have out there. It certainly wasn't faked. And to prove that, we actually took the doll to the the Cheshire Fire Brigade and asked them to to analyse it to see if there were any, uh, you know, if there's anything, any flammable liquids placed on there to prove, you know, 100% that it hadn't been faked or tampered with. There was a red ribbon on the bottom of of, uh, the ankle, on one of the ankles of of, of the doll. And I remember a lot of uh, cynics out there were saying that that was a combustible piece of material that had caused the fire. Um, but it wasn't and it was tested and even the Cheshire Fire Brigade were completely dumbfounded as to what had caused this. We then placed the doll back in a box. Carl put some chains around it and we were considering burying it. It then came back to our house but it wasn't allowed into the house as you can imagine would you have that doll in your house and we put it uh, in the barn in our land a long way away from the house and now Uh, we were going to bring it out for Halloween, it's disappeared. The whole box has gone. So we have no idea where that doll has gone to. I I, I don't know. Again, words define define me. I, I really don't understand any of that. I don't understand what caused it, uh, why it happened and where the doll has gone to now. All I can say is that, as I say, it flummoxed the Cheshire Fire Brigade, it's flummoxed Carl, it's flummoxed me. I'd love to hear what you think, what you think about it. You can hear my voice, I'm completely still freaked out by the whole thing. Can you imagine if I go to bed tonight and come downstairs and find it in the house, staring at me? Or I'll wake up in the middle of the night, turn over onto my side, look down by the side of my bed, and there she is staring at me. Anyway... Oh, uh, I freaked myself out there. Another item that I found incredibly creepy was an old Victorian wheelchair uh, that resides in Newton House in Wales. Now, I'll never forget, we all kept hearing this creaking noise in a large bedroom. We couldn't work out what it was at first. And then we noticed that an old fashioned Victorian wheelchair uh, sitting in the corner of the room and it it had actually moved a, a a couple of feet. So... What do you do? As paranormal investigators, we set out, uh, set up a lot of locked off cameras in the room. And as you can imagine, we were dumbstruck but excited at actually having caught the wheelchair moving and creaking on its own uh, into the centre of the dark room. Uh, again, you can see that uh, on YouTube, Newton House, that was the episode. So was the wheelchair haunted? Was the doll haunted? But in the wheelchair's case, Is that possible? Well, my theory could be was that the spirit of its once living occupant was visiting its old chair. Maybe. Uh, My next object really did make my head spin. I always thought voodoo dolls were just objects uh, that were connected with folklore, dark witchcraft that perhaps could work. 
Oh, but how naive I was. Even now, when I tell people this story, they look at me like I am completely mad. Uh, But as I like to say, seeing is believing, and I definitely witnessed something I'll never forget. After taking, (laughs) it sounds really odd, we took um, some nail clippings and hair samples from members of the Most Haunted team. Our demonologist took them into the basement of a building that we were investigating at the time and our cameras were time synced. Okay, so we were using two big main cameras at the time. We um, did a clap sync, and so the numbers in the edit coincided. They were exactly the same. And there's a reason for this, uh, which you'll see uh, in a little bit. One camera stayed in the basement with the uh, demonologist and filmed the whole procedure with the doll. Uh, a nail sample from one of the members of the Most Haunted team was placed inside the cloth doll and then certain words uh, were chanted. Now, at the same time, we go with the other camera, again, as I said, which is is time-linked, and it's filming us, the rest of the team, uh, sat around a table where we began to conduct a seance. Um... As we're asking for things to happen and I'm saying, is there anybody there? Is there anybody there? I screamed suddenly at Stuart screaming because he shouted out in agony, ah, my arm, my arm. The camera then showed at that exact time, back down in the basement, a pin going into one of the arms of the doll. Stuart let out another huge scream and grabbed his other arm. Sure enough, the camera down in the basement showed the uh, the pin, another pin, twisting around in the other arm of the voodoo doll. But what happened next really, really did shock me. Stuart screamed again and flung his hands to his eyes. I can't see, I can't see, I've gone blind, oh my God, I can't see, it's all gone black. And he was really panicking, as we all were. The camera in the basement revealed that the demonologist had indeed placed his fingers over the voodoo doll's eyes. Now, cynics and sceptics can say what the hell they like, but I know that that phenomenon was real. It wasn't faked and it wasn't set up. The timing was too perfect. It was exact and bloody terrifying. So how does the doll work? Is it a portal or vortex through to a human? Is the doll itself cursed or haunted or is it just dark witchcraft? What do you think? One thing's for sure is that we know witchcraft is real. We know objects can have a life of their own. So the two entwined do make a very frightening combination. So the jury's out for me. I know something definitely paranormal is occurring, but what? Some people believe that a spirit of a dead person has entered the object and loves to terrify people. Others believe that an object has come to life, somehow conjuring up all manner of evil. I believe that maybe that the spirit of a dead person is perhaps manipulating certain objects to move or speak. I don't think objects can have their own energy. But then who knows what's possible? I've seen an object burst into flames and move on its own in my own home. So I do believe objects can be haunted, but I think it's spirits that are possibly the main protagonist. I don't believe a doll can suddenly come to life or a vase 
can kill people. In my opinion, it's possibly the energy of the spirit that's attached itself to that object causing the haunting. Now, I've just said vase, which brings me on to this really bizarre case. Now, this case is the case of the Bassano vase. I hope I've said that correctly. I love the case because it's not creepy. Um, you know, it's not an object like a, 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 an odd, creepy looking doll or a, a watch or a clock uh, that kills people or a box covered in wax, more commonly known as a Dybbuk box. It was just a small silver cast vase that dated back to the 15th century. Originally, it was given as a wedding present to the bride of an Italian family. Imagine on the night of the wedding, discovering the beautiful bride alone on the floor, her hands clasping the small vase to her body dying. Apparently, she whispered just seconds before she passed away that she would have her revenge. Revenge on what? Somebody that placed a curse, uh, the vase, nobody knows. Throughout the following years, anyone who owned the vase suddenly died a mysterious death. Wisely, but too late in my opinion, the remaining family members had the vase put in a secret location. And for many years it lay hidden away until one day in 1988, the little silver vase was discovered. Inside the ornament, a piece of paper was found and on it, words of warning were uh, read out loud. Beware, this vase brings death. Well, what would you do in that situation? I know I'd flip him well. Fling it in the bin as quick as ever. Ignoring the warning and wanting to profit on the find, the vase was auctioned off, raising four million lira. Supposedly, everyone that came into contact with it from a pharmacist, a surgeon and um, an archaeologist basically died mysteriously. Again, the little silver ornament uh, after these deaths disappeared. So if you're at a car boot sale this Sunday and you come across a 15th century silver vase, just walk the other way. This week's story is from Nicola, who talks about a haunted experience with her nan over the Christmas period. Hello, I am Nicola Duncan, and this is my story. Basically, uh, a good couple of years ago, we were in a bit of um, a bit of a tough place in our life, and you know, you do the usual. Don't know what to do. So um, <laughs> we had the Christmas tree up, and I looked at it, and I saw a bauble, and I was like, "Gran, if you're there." I was like, tap on that ball ball, just to let me know that everything's gonna be okay. So I looked at it and I waited and nothing happened. And I was like, okay. And normally, you know, I don't like to do that sort of thing. I don't wanna mess with stuff that I don't know about, you know. But I thought, I'm just gonna let my, I was, we were so desperate. I, was, I thought I'm gonna let my guard down and I'm gonna ask and nothing happened. And I was like, okay, fair enough. So that night I went to bed and then um, I got woken up by someone someone tapping on my wardrobe very loudly. The wardrobe sort of at the end of my bed. And I laid there and I came to and my eyes opened and I was thinking, oh my God, what have I done? Um, I hid under the covers like a little five-year-old child. I was so scared and I thought, this is it. This is where I'm going to peek above the covers and see someone standing at the foot of my bed, all because of earlier me asking about the tapping on the ball ball. 
and I just hid under the covers. I think I did bravely peek out. Oh, thank God I didn't see anyone standing there. And I was like, right, okay. And I just sort of, I didn't really give it much thought after that. I just sort of closed my eyes and went back to sleep. And then um, the next morning, um, I got a phone call from my mum. Um, my mum and dad, they've always been the type to say, no, there's no such thing as ghosts. They're not into it at all in the slightest, especially my dad. It doesn't exist. He's not into that sort of thing, you know. And they went, um, are you okay? And I went, yeah, I'm fine. They were like, well, dad, it was my dad that got woken up in the middle of, um, it was 20 to two in the morning, which was about the right time that I woke up. And um, he went, we could hear your voice in our bedroom um, calling out mum, mum. So much so that my dad was laying there listening to it. And, and then it woke my mum up because she said, I heard it as well. And they thought like maybe somehow my phone had called their phone and I was talking, trying to call out to them through the phone. But it was my voice in their room calling out mum, mum. That is a really, really strange story, really. So, yeah, make of it what you will. But I like to think that it was my nan's way of... Um, she didn't tap on that ball ball, but she did a hell of a lot more. Thank you, Nicola. Wow, what a story. I, I don't think I've ever, ever come across something like that before. That really is intriguing. Um, could it possibly be, well, we know that it was your nan, definitely. Um, you know, she was tapping on the wardrobe. Uh, and I think when you lose a loved one, you are so, you're in such grief and you're so desperate to know that they're okay. You're so desperately wanting to talk to them. Just that, just a word, just a voice, just anything, just a sign to let me know that you're with me, that you can hear me, that you're safe, that you're happy. Uh, and that's what we all want, really. We, would, we just want peace of mind. So, of course, that energy is being pushed out pushed out and so of course you're asking Nicola for your nan to, to talk to you tap the bauble tap the bauble well obviously as you say she didn't but she did tap on the wardrobe and I would have done exactly the same thing and think in fact I did I had a, a similar situation with my bathtub I have my bath in my bedroom and I kept hearing the bath plug tapping against the side of the of the actual uh, cast iron bath and I knew it was my dad so I said Dad, please don't do that. It's scaring me. And it stopped. So your nan was listening to you uh, and she decided to come and talk to you. Now, this voice being heard in your parents' house is absolutely fascinating to me. It's obviously the connection between you, your parents and your nan is so strong that somehow your nan has managed to, I don't know, twist some sort of vortex between where you were and your parents' house and they could hear you. It's absolutely fascinating. The only thing I've had similar here is uh, being alone in the house and hearing Mary's voice when she was little calling for me and me knowing that Mary wasn't here in the house. 
but it was clear as a mom could that just be a replay you know stone tape theory memory uh, pictures and sound coming through I don't know um, but what a fascinating story and as I say I've not heard of that before um, I shall keep my ear out and see if we come across something like that again thank you Nicola for sharing Mum's The Word is a brand new parenting podcast hosted by me, Ashley James. Pregnancy, piles and all the other problems that come with parenting, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Join me each week on my journey through motherhood as we celebrate the amazing highs as well as the lows. As it's my first time, we'll have celebrities, experts and hopefully you guys too who will help me figure out what the hell I'm supposed to be doing. Find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search Mum's The Word. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back. Before we jump into our chats with Craig from the Haunted Museum in Stoke-on-Trent to talk about the famous Mary doll that he has there, Marie got in touch on Facebook to ask this question. Hello, is there some advice you could give me? It sounds odd, I know, but recently my deceased cat is showing up with friends and myself. He's showing up in photos and there seems to be a lot of activity. It's getting a bit worrying as it's daily now. How do I know it's really him and not something evil attached to me? Well, animals have souls too, definitely. Um, and, and it's absolutely wonderful you're getting this activity. How wonderful is that, Marie? These souls, they go over to the other side just as we do. Your cat obviously had an incredibly strong connection with you and they're coming back 
to 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 visit. What an absolutely lovely thing to happen. You know, don't uh, be afraid of it. Embrace it. Be happy. Um, your uh, cat obviously loves you very, very much. Had a similar thing happen here. Uh, our dog, uh, Lily, she was only seven months old, a German shepherd. And sadly, she got knocked over, knocked down by a car on the road. Um, and uh, it was on Mother's Day. It was just the most awful traumatic time. She always she used to have like a, a, a collar around her neck. And whenever she used to drink uh, water in the utility room from the metal bowl, you'd hear the collar clank against the, the bowl. And we were sat in the front, in, in the kitchen, and we were crying. The whole family was just crying. We were so devastated, as you are when, when a pet leaves you. And then I think Carl went, shh, listen. And we all listened, and you could hear the clank of the collar on the metal drinking bowl as if she was just going about her business and drinking. So they do come back. And of course, animals have souls. And uh, lucky you. Well, I'm delighted to welcome onto today's uh, show Craig Longson, who's the company director of the Haunted Museum in Stoke-on-Trent. Welcome to the show, Craig. Lots of people have often asked me about haunted objects. And, you know, oh, a lot of people sort of scoff and laugh at them, as did I. I'm holding yeah. my hand up here, Craig. At the very yeah. beginning, I went, oh, how ridiculous. How can an object be haunted until... I experienced one for myself, which, of course, was a doll, uh, which yeah. uh, 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 spontaneously combusted into flames. But you have uh, have got a haunted museum in Stoke-on-Trent that people can go and visit, and it's full of haunted objects, particularly uh, a doll called Mary. Do you want to tell us all about the, the, the museum and, and how it came to be? Yes, of course. Um, I've been a paranormal investigator and collected artefacts for many years now. Uh, from an early age, 21 years this year, I've been investigating. Um, along my journey, I've collected bits and pieces and artefacts from different various places and people from all over the world who supported us. And uh, it really, for, the museum is something that I've wanted to do for the last 10 or 15 years or so, but more of a kind of a dream, you know, you sort of think, you know, if you could get the right items and put these things on display for people to come and have a look at and experience for themselves. Um, mm. And then we really sort of kicked in more so during the lockdown. From the beginning of lockdown, we sort of started doing some live feeds on social media. And a lot of people who follow us uh, proclaim that we have a lot of these artifacts and items with stories or backlogs and history or video footage and photographs of said items and artifacts. Um, so we were getting these imported to us during lockdown. And we were doing a live feed pretty much seven nights a week from my house originally. Uh, where most of these artifacts were stored. Uh, we captured some incredible footage from a lot of the artifacts. Um, and we just thought it was kind of getting quite full on the house. Um, we sort of made the decision of now's maybe the time to open the museum and, and take it from there, really. So let me get this straight. Uh, are you married? I am indeed, yes. And and presumably, hopefully, your lovely lady wife uh, went along with all of these haunted objects being brought into her house. <laughs> yeah, my family are kind of used to it, really. You know, obviously, we've, I've been in this industry for a long time and <laughs> kind of pushed my, my luck a little bit, uh, you know, when we had a spare room and I kind of filled <laughs> it up. And, uh, yeah, it was interesting. 
Uh, we certainly had a lot of activity so, in our home. So tell me about the Mary doll, because I know she was captured, wasn't she, on um, on camera uh, in, a, yeah. in a rocking chair, rocking backwards and forwards. I think that was on Lad Bible as well. Really, yes. really. Uh, I mean, I, as you know, I don't know if you know this about me, Craig, but I can't watch anything spooky. <laughs> so I yes, did I see thought, a quick a picture of it. Yeah, I saw yeah. a quick picture of it, Craig, and I absolutely pooped my pants. So I'm not watching that. There's no way I'll sleep tonight. I mean, that's yeah. some creepy footage. Yeah, it's, she's done quite a lot um, since we've had it. We we picked up. I actually purchased it on Facebook Marketplace. I'll be truthful with you. Um, and it was a lady who was mm. just selling the doll. It was uh, given to her family for her children to play with. There was no reported uh, activity from the lady. It just frightened her a lot. She didn't like the look of it, and obviously she didn't want the children to play with it. Um, so we we got in touch with this lady and we purchased the doll from it. Um, the lady who picked it up for I was at work on the, the day that we needed to collect it, and a friend of mine she went and fetched the doll for me. And uh, instantly she had trouble with the cars, uh, severe headaches, a bit of sickness, mm-hmm. um, just by picking the doll up alone. So we uh, we put her in our museum at home, as it was, so to speak. And pretty much from day one, we captured quite a lot of activity. We probably got around. From the last, say, uh, 16 to 18 months, we've probably got about 30-plus videos of Mary actually doing different things for us. Um, she's also been seen by members of the public on tours in the museum to actually be rocking in a chair in front of people. Uh, her eyes have moved in front of members of the public here as well. So it isn't just caught captured on camera or CCTV. People are experiencing this with their own eyes as well. You see, this fascinating. So, so... What do you think is going on here? Do you think, because it sounds to me, you know, when you talk about a doll and its eyes are moving on its own and it's making yeah. objects move and it, the chair's moving on its own, it makes it seem like there is something within that doll, like a spirit that's making it, yes. m- it, it move and, and act like. And, and so do you feel that's what's going on then? Yeah, we, we kind of believe that there is an attachment to the doll uh, of a uh, girl called Mary. Obviously, that's where we had the name from. We do lots of work with all the, the artifacts that we do with the equipment that we have um, and also spirit boxes. And what we look for is an, an intelligent response. Um, so when we first had Mary, obviously we had all the different kinds of meters on there and bits and pieces and we were getting some really good readings from it. And then we got the spirit box on and we actually asked for a name and very, very clearly, instantly, we had the name Mary. And we asked if there was mm. an age to the spirit that was with the doll of Mary, if that was her name and we had the age of eight years old. So it was quite intense, really, to get such accurate responses instantly. You know, because we know with spirit boxes, a lot of things can be thrown out, you know, and sometimes it's very hard to decipher what they are. You know, obviously, sometimes we have to use programs like Audacity to clean things up. But these were very, very clear and very, very loudly, you know, and we also did these on the live feed as well. So it's out there for people to uh, look at these footage yourself, you know, to see how we reach with the dollars we do with all the artifacts. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it, Craig? I mean, I, I, I don't know if you know, but I'm very much seeing is believing. It's very easy for people yeah. to to sort of poo-poo things and say, oh, it's a load of rubbish and all that. But yeah. until you actually experience something yourself and you know 100% that, yeah. you know, this has happened. I've, in, I've seen this and I know it's for real. Like I say, I scoffed it. We had a doll here. Uh, yeah. And it kept, it, honest to God, it, it was the most frightening thing ever. And it's gone missing. Right, it has okay, gone well. missing from our house. So if you come across a doll <laughs> in a, a yeah. wooden box with chains around it, I don't know. It, it, 
honest to God, it had the capacity to get itself out of the box and move yeah. around the house. It terrified the living daylights out of us and it and it's disappeared. And if I had my way, I'd burn the whole damn thing down. I mean, it set, <laughs> nearly set a house on fire. Uh, oh, yeah, the thing is, it's what we've our aim here at the museum is uh, we have our artifacts on display for people to come around and have to and actually investigate here as well. And it's like you say, seeing this experience for yourself and seeing believing. And that's what we want for people who come visit to see mm. us. Have this experience for yourselves. You know, we're the same as investigators and we believers as well. We're also we are sort of skeptics to a degree as well. Because we need to actually physically see this for ourselves to be happening. Um, and, you know, we, we have a good report, you know, with people who come to the museum. And because we have many artifacts in here that people are having strange occurrences with or seeing things move around or, you know, it's, it's very intense at some point. And then there's other times people come in and it's very quiet as well. You know, we can't make these things happen. And it's just the, yeah. the amount of work that you put in with your artifacts is quite important as well. Well, I think what you're doing is absolutely fantastic. I really, really do. And, I, I you know, I'm a big supporter. And, you know, I, I think it's very important that we all work together. And that's yes, one of the 100%. things I want to do with it. Yeah, that I want to do with this this podcast as well is, is to yeah. bring like-minded people together like yourselves and the Haunted yeah. Museum to share all our encounters and to share our stories and we've got yeah. to work together. There's a lot of paranormal groups out there that sort of, I don't know, they're, they're very competitive and they don't want to share anything. I'm thinking that's a real shame that because we're all about life after death and what happens to us when we yeah. die. And I think we've all got to work together because it's all about um, giving faith and, and, yeah. and, and helping people, isn't it, really? That's what it's, it's yeah, about, yeah. isn't it? 100%. I totally agree with you. You know, it's a hard industry to be in. You know this yourselves. And we, we love to work alongside other groups and other people and other teams, especially with places like the museum, like, you know, your place as well. We've got uh, intentions of coming over there and having a great night with you, uh, you know. And the more we put in together, the more we can get out of this industry, like you say. It's about finding the truth and getting the right footage. It doesn't matter who gets the footage or the truth. Absolutely. Or it's about us working together to get to the end uh, goal, you know, and that, that's what we need to be doing is working with each other. Absolutely. Well, I think the the Mary doll is actually affecting your line, actually. I apologise for the crackly sort of in and out, but we can hear the gist of what you're saying, Craig. Can I just say, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, sweetheart, and uh, let's let's have another chat uh, again soon. And if you have another artefact that comes in that's really, you know, astounding you, please get in touch and and, uh, and come on and, and, and tell us all about it. Yes, most definitely. And, and we would welcome you to come down if you would like to come and see Mary yourself and have a look at the museum. You know, you're more than welcome to come down and, and experience this details as well. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. Do you believe objects can be haunted? Have you got a story to tell? Then please, please get in touch. We'll be back at the same time, same place next week. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. As I said, we'd love to hear from you. So please send in an audio clip uh, telling us your paranormal story to this address, Paranormal Activity Pod 
at gmail.com. That's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. Uh, we're on WhatsApp now, so you can send your voice notes to this number, 075-999-27537. You can also follow us on our own Instagram page and the address is at paranormalactivitypod. And remember, things aren't always as they seem. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.